0: And welcome to PRT, Paranormal Roundtable. I'm your host, Josh Turner, and with me is... Mooshu, It's Tony. I'm back. Everybody's like, oh. (sighs) We threw everybody a curve because they thought that Sal was going to be back, but that was a pre-recorded... Yeah, that that was an old interview. That was an old interview from way back in the summer. That we just needed to get out, so... Yeah, and we need to get out, and we have a couple others that we need to do that are going to be with Sal... I don't know an uh, ETA on Sal's return, if at all. Honestly, all he's told me is that he's dealing with a lot of stuff and he can't. Uh, he has just doesn't have time. Doesn't have time to do it. No,
1: yeah, I mean, and so hopefully he can you know finish whatever he needs to and, uh, and get back to us if he if he wants to. I well, guess. actually,
0: folks, he's a high school kid. He's got to graduate high school. That's a secret. And, oh yeah. yeah, I know. But he's, he's got a really really old man's voice. And so his secret identity has to be yeah. safe with us. And now we just blurted it out. Yeah, we, we make up a lot of stuff about him, about being in Iraq and all this. It's just his,
1: you know. Stories. 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 Backstories. He's really a 17-year-old
0: kid with pimple all I over mean, his
1: face. Yeah, he came to us with like a packet of like, this is my character and this yeah, is who I am. It was a Dungeons and Dragons type deal. Leave <laughs> Officer Clark uh, could relate to that. He, yeah, he has he, uh, eight, 18 in intelligence and 15 in strength or something like that. Yeah, yeah.
0: we got we got a guy that's. Two in agility. Who's a who's a big Dungeons and Dragons guy that works for us? But uh, anyway, tonight we have we have a show. We're here.
1: Yeah, isn't this a? Uh, I'm excited about this one because you told me a little bit about it, and uh, I've been waiting. Yeah, to I do did. It. But we we've been
0: talking about this one for for a while, mm-hmm. and we've been because cause, you know folks as you know I collect threads. I collect blue threads, red threads, green threads, and then I make a nice, nice jacket. Now, seriously, what what we do is. We we find, like, like I'll file them under Flying Humanoids, Dogman, Bigfoot. Um, you know, just put them in the just, folder. Yeah, you just put them all in the folder, and, and, and eventually you start to go back and read through them, and you're like, wow, this is interesting. These are very similar accounts. Well, I'm going to do one that's a location today, one that's a location. Everybody's heard of it. It's the city where – but what state, what is done there stays there. That's what they call it. City. Uh-huh. They call it the city of sin. I was uh, seeing where you
1: are going with there. I was like, I know it's been it's called the, the city, city of sin. sin. Yeah. They
0: call it because it's gambling and, uh-huh. and whatever. And, you know, which nowadays, that's not even the, the worst, the worst sin. Yeah, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like, I think there's things going on a lot worse. But back in the day, uh, it was founded by Bugsy Siegel, I believe. And folks, don't kill me. Off. I think that's correct. I think it's who it was. Yeah, it was Bugsy Siegel. I was gonna say Bugs Moran. That's not correct. Bugsy Siegel was the guy, and it was the brainchild of of a gangster who wanted to legalize something that was always illegal. And they managed to find a place in the middle of nowhere. It's only where you can do it. Yep. Yeah, and they built a, a city where you could have showgirls and gambling all hours and drinking all hours. And uh because back in the old days, it was like pretty commonplace. You could go anywhere. You could go to South Dakota. And that, like, where where uh, Bill Hickok used to hang out mm-hmm. in the Black Hills. And, you know, they had gambling there. They had gambling anywhere, anywhere you went. And it was legal because it was in the territories. But then eventually, you know, everything became states and became more uh, controlled. And gambling was pretty much, you couldn't do it. And so Las Vegas became, it was, it, it was legal. And I think at one time, I believe, this is correct, there's only two places that were gambling was legal. I think it was that in Atlantic City. And, uh, if anybody's ever seen Boardwalk Empire, it's a great show. Yeah. It talks about the early days of, of Atlantic City and the, and the, uh, Prohibition, the bootlegging, uh, Al Capone, uh, and what's his name, uh, What's that guy's name? Uh, I mean, I haven't seen the show. Lucky Luciano. I've, all, seen, I've seen in, some in it. of
1: it, but uh, uh, I haven't seen a lot of it. And it's from what I've seen, it's a great show. It really yeah. just—I just don't have the time for it because it, it captures you in,
0: and you have to sit there and really like bend. You got to pay it. attention. Yeah, it's yeah. like Sopranos, but like from the 20s, and it's yeah. it's it's Steve Buscemi. Mark Wahlberg is the producer. It's pretty good, and then you got the, he plays a guy named Nucky Thompson, who it's a caricature based off of Lucky Johnson.
1: Oh, yeah. And then Lucky Gianna
0: was one of the gangsters, and then there's uh, Al Capone and a bunch. of It's all about them early days of those gangsters. Capone
1: is cool too. Yeah, I mean, he's and very- he
0: and then and then they would uh, ship liquor in from from the from the beach there, from other other places like Ireland, Puerto Rico, Cuba, and they would they would bring it in on these boats, and then they would distribute it to New York and to Chicago. Um, imagine driving from Chicago to Atlantic, seeing them little 1920s cars. Boy, that must have, your butt must have been in pain by the time you, you know, got to your destination. Not to
1: mention you have a bunch of, you know,
0: illegal merchandise in the back of your truck. Yeah. But anyway, that, that's the old days of gambling, whatever. But, uh, I used to gamble. Not, never was like a really bad, like got hung up on it. I did go through a little stint. I actually stayed in Vegas for a little bit. Most people don't know that about me. I spent a little time there and was asked to leave. I'm not going to get into that (laughs) because I got cross with some people and and it wasn't a gambling debt or anything like that. I just like to get drunk and get into fights and stuff. Then I came down to Austin and started, you know, doing, working with people that, that I had gotten in touch with when I was up in Vegas, but I I was from here and originally and then. I was up in Vegas, and and, and so your, your sister was up there too, right? Yeah, my sister lived there, and mm-hmm. her husband for a long time. They were from Nellis, the Air Force Base Nellis, mm. and so yeah. When I was running stuff up in Area 51, you know what I'm saying? No, I'm just kidding. Seriously though, uh, I got a lot of weird stories out of Vegas. I got some when I was staying up there for a little bit. When I would go up there, and I would I would visit it quite frequently, and um, I would hang out for like you know a while, and then come back probably more than a, than a tourist type person, I guess you could say. I like to go to different places, Texas station Fiesta. I like to go to those two casinos. They were off the strip. Fremont was cool. I got to know a lot of people and I got to meet some pretty unsavory characters there, but, uh, I got some pretty cool stories out of Las Vegas. Now, one of the stories kind of ties in with a a whole subcategory that I wanted to do. About immortals, and we've been talking about that one for a while, but no. we haven't gotten into it because we just we just have so much other material to cover. We want to do one about ghost vehicles, you know, because there's so many people who've gotten story. We've got stories about that. So, without further ado, we're going to talk about paranormal Las Vegas. The the main thing I wanted to to just to, to, to give oh, was
1: just shoot. You know what? We for- totally forgot. Totally forgot the email, email, yeah. and the PayPal and the merchandise. So. Um, yeah, if you have any stories and you want to send it to us, just send it to us at doswolfman88 at gmail.com, doswolfman88 at gmail.com. And uh, if you could appreciate it and, or, or if you could help us out and check out the merch store, we finally have it up. Uh, I mean, we've already bought a couple of hoodies here. We've appreciated everyone who was buying stuff off of it, and uh, we we're, were real happy with the product. So anybody
0: who wants to just uh, just email me uh, if you want a link to the to the to the store. To, yeah. It's to also in stuff. the description of the video. I yeah, because uh, it, that way you can buy stuff and and you get something back. You know, I yeah. appreciate everyone who donated a little bit of money to help us. A couple people in particular. I wish I had memorized the names or whatever, but there were a couple people in general in particular that donated a lot of money. Yeah, they definitely helped out a lot. Like a a big chunk, and I appreciate that. They were nice, very kind, Mm -hmm. and I will. If you're listening and you're one of those people that donated, you know, uh and you think you're owed a shirt, well hit me up and I'll see. Yeah, I think it's only really fair. I mean they definitely helped us to support us yeah. when we didn't have it and, up. And, so and, now. And we didn't have it up. And so we want you guys to yeah. buy the merchandise. That way you can uh wear the merchandise and, and promote our show. Promote the show, yeah. And yeah. and you get something out of it and instead of just giving us money. You know, and so I kind of felt like that would be a better way to go than the Patreon and all that. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I don't want here's the thing, folks. I don't want people who can't afford I don't really like the whole Buy a special member- membership and then you get special episodes. And if you don't buy the membership, then you don't get the special episodes because I want all of our material to always be accessible to even to those who cannot afford it. Yeah, it
1: feels exclusive a bit and it feels like it's just not right. And It's I, not right. I, I think it, it's better for us to just have everything that we produce be available to everyone. Yeah. And if you want to support the show, then you can, you know, go to our store and, you know, buy whatever you buy want over something. there. or something. And that way, you know, you get something out of it instead of just, yeah. Cause this show is, you know, for y'all, we don't do the show, you know, for money or we don't do the show for anything else. It's a hobby that we like to have and we enjoy the fact that, you know, you guys like listening to
0: us. So, I mean, we don't think that, you know, uh, we should have you guys pay for it. Yeah. And so I think that the merchandising is going to be the way to go for us just in the way that, you know, it's going to be hard for, for some people. They can't, you know if you if you're not interested in getting the merchandise and you just want to send the money and to help with the show that's fine too we appreciate that you appreciate our work you know i mean like it's like a you know but i just we just wanted you to have something for 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 your your uh, for your money and we we also wanted like i said we want to keep the show available to those who can't afford you know some people they're struggling just to have the internet up and so i don't want people who are hurting to feel like, oh, I got to pay for my, you know, whatever. This is uh, as long as the show can pay for itself, I'm going to keep doing it as best I can. It is kind of tedious trying to get time off sometimes too. Uh, yeah, but I mean, to we get just, it done, uh, well, we can make do. I mean, we, we do, and uh, thankfully we do have you know people who who can help us out in the workplace right now. But.
1: Mm-hmm. Like tonight we
0: got people working. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna bang this show out and and I guess I guess that was wrong. What happens when you say without further ado and then something else comes up? Is that with further ado? Is the ado is that is that what we just did? The ado. Can we uh resend that ado? Can
1: we take that back and put it out right now? Can I have my ado back? Oh man. <laughs> oh no. Check uh, <laughs> <set> that out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah. Anyway, please continue. Let, we'll, let's start let, Let's do this. No, no, no. We we had to get that out. I was anxious to get the show started. I, no, I was gonna, excited too, and I totally forgot about it. Jumped a gun on that. So here we go. So w- we're gonna do one about Las Vegas. And when when I was up in Vegas, there were a few people that I would talk to, and there was one place that I like to go frequent and gamble and there was a hotel was not that it was not that hotel wasn't that casino but i would go and hang out there sometimes and uh there was a guy who was a notorious gambler had been around that area for a long time and a lot of people know him but i mean he's been deceased now for probably 20 years but uh, let's see uh, two thousand twenty, uh yeah he's probably been gone for at least 20 years but he was an older guy. told me a story one time that there was a buddy of his that, that used to be a prominent businessman from LA who came out to Vegas and stayed at one of the casino hotels, older hotel. It's not there anymore. It's been torn down. And this gentleman apparently spent a night in a haunted room. And when he, the guy that that told me this story went to go visit his friend, the the, the the first night that he was there, after you know the next day, he said he felt like there was something in his room, and so he asked to be moved, but the the hotel was booked up. So he said, okay, it was a four day stay, so they told him that they could move him by after the second night. So by the, but the second night comes, and the next day he his friend calls and says, uh, I'm 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 heading back to Los Angeles. And the guy's like, why? And he's like, I, I just, I just left. I don't care about the book, you know, the booking, the room that I booked, whatever says that he had a very nightmarish experience. So what happened was the first night that he was in this hotel, uh, he kept thinking that there was a woman moving around in his room, like at the foot of his bed. And at one point, his bed shook and he woke up and he saw like the silhouette of either what was a woman or a long haired guy at the foot of the bed. And then when he, he looked, he could see the moonlight coming in through the window. He could see that there was, it was translucent and he thought, what the heck? So he sat bolt upright and there was nothing. Nobody was there. It was like, he thought, okay, I must be hallucinating. I'm dreaming. I'm just so tired. He'd been up gambling until two in the morning, but he goes to sleep. Next, next day he wakes up and that's when he told his friend, you know? So then he go, spends one more night in the room thinking I'm going to switch rooms or whatever, because there was something weird going on. He said that he sees like this little, like what what looked like a ball of light that started out like really small, almost like a firefly moving around the room. And then it darted into the bathroom and he was like, what was that? And he's like, he it once again, he was bleary eyed, gambled till like two in the morning. And, uh, was confused, didn't know know what it was and thought maybe somebody was playing with him with a flashlight or something, you know, he didn't didn't know what it was. So he got up and he went around the room and looked, he didn't, of course he didn't find anybody, didn't see anything. And then he, while he's looking under the bed, he looks to his right and he sees like feet, like a woman's feet. And he said that he was like, he jumped up and he was like startled and then there was nothing there. So then he goes later on into the night, you know, watching TV, whatever. He sees what he thinks is a woman peeking around the corner from at, from the uh, bathroom looking at him. So he looks over and for a split second, he sees what he thinks is a woman that's like bleeding or something. And he's like, whoa. And so he jumps up and at that point he goes and looks in the bathroom. He doesn't see anything. And he's like, something's weird is going on here. So at this point it's like three in the morning, you know, mm-hmm. and He's getting more and more anxious and he can't sleep. So then he eventually he starts to get tired. He takes something to help him sleep and it starts to knock him out. Well, he wakes up about an hour, like, like, like an hour into this whole deal. He'd finally started to go to sleep and then he wakes up almost immediately. Like he just, as soon as he closed his eyes, he was back awake and the lights that he that he had the lamp on, the light had been turned off. Like it had just gone off mm-hmm. while he was asleep. Wakes up and he sees this woman at the end of the bed holding her throat and blood is pouring down from the wound. And then she opens her mouth and then he actually wakes up for real. It was like he was he was awakened in a dream. Yeah. And then he wakes up for real this is what he told this guy. And I was just like, I mean, I'm listening to this and he goes, now this guy that he's talking about is a very prominent businessman in LA. he's very, like a lot of people know him. He's been a a financing and stuff for years. This was, you know, of course this was, this happened back in like the seventies or whatever. And, uh, so he's like, you know, telling this story and he's like, this guy is not going to make this up because I mean, he's got a reputation at stake, you know, back then, you know, you talk stories about stuff like that. You know, people think you're crazy. And so he, he starts, he jumps up, starts to pack his bags. He's a little woozy because of what he took to get some sleep. Starts packing his bags, whatever, dude, you know, goes in the, uh, he's like, I'm out of here. You know, he goes in the bathroom and this thing, whatever it was, he turns around and it's right there in the mirror, like standing there in the mirror, but he can't see anything behind him. He didn't see it like, you know, and it's in the shower and it's a woman and she screams at the top of her lungs to the point to where it felt like his face was shaking. And so then he basically falls out and out of the bathroom, grabbing his stuff and and takes off out the door. And just, just literally runs down the hallway, freaking out and left his stuff in the room and then was gone. Like he just took off, you know, like. And uh, according to the friend, this hotel that doesn't exist anymore, um, he claims that that there was a notorious murder that took place in that hotel. He didn't know exactly which room, but he remembers reading something about it. This was going way back, you know. And he said that maybe that was the room that it happened in. That's the only thing he could think of was that maybe that's what was going on and why this guy was having these nightmares or whatever yeah oh wait they're not even nightmares there he she, he was awake yeah well it. this this harassing and the nightmares and then the the harassment that was going on from this uh so that that's that story that's a pretty crazy one and uh yeah so found it funny that she had to give him one last about goodbye because he was already <laughs> getting ready to leave and she was like I- i'm gonna make sure you leave. <laughs> i don't know if she wanted him to leave so much as maybe she kept pointing to her throat, <clears> throat> she he did describe that that when she opened her mouth and, and put her arms up Mm -hmm. according to the guy who was telling me the story that he saw a slash throat. Yeah. I mean, that's what I assumed. Yeah. And so, so she was killed, I guess in that way, that's the only thing I could think of. I don't know what this thing is or what it was doing. could have been a demon playing games, but yeah, it was pretty sad that they, um, but it was like, it was trying to get his attention over the years. I have heard stories of different hotels being, having been haunted with like different, you know, Mm-hmm. There were people who had claimed that the Stardust, I believe the Sands, different places that had haunted, you know, I can't say exactly, you know, if these rumors are true or what, you know, but I've heard stories of, of there was a guy that committed suicide, this Is a real short one, but he committed suicide in one of the hotels, it's not there anymore, because they've tore down a lot of them, you know. Yeah. And uh, supposedly he's a he's a gambler that died and, and he shot himself, you know, I guess because he went and blew all his money and his wife left him or whatever. So he checked out, but he never really checked out. You know what I mean? Like he, he was still in the room and people would, would hear him and sometimes he would punch people. You know, and, and, uh, so aggressive, yeah, man, yeah they were pretty aggressive. And, and so I've heard stories over and over again from, from people who have stayed in, in different places in Vegas. Uh, I'm actually on a, a, a group called haunted Las Vegas and people will, will post stories about stuff, you know, and that whole area is pretty weird. Now, if anybody's ever driven the road between, I don't know what the, what highway that is, but it's, I've been on it many times. It's from La, uh, Los Angeles to Las Vegas or Las Vegas, to Los Angeles, that, that stretch of road can get pretty lonely. I mean, there's always some traffic on there, but it's, such a long stretch, like three and a half, four hours of nothing but desert, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's very, uh, prim. Like if you're going through like into Las Vegas and you go through prim, there's some weird stories out of that area too. And I've been told some weird stories. There was a guy that told me a story He sent me one, and this is a weird one. Now, I was going to go back and and look at the threads on this one, but I wanted to add it into the the haunted Las Vegas uh, paranormal, whatever. He claims that he stopped on the side of the road, on the road to Vegas. This was right outside of North Las Vegas, and that he needed to urinate. And so he got out of the car. He heard something growling. Well, he was on the side of the road, and he thought, what is this? And he looks, and he sees this thing running towards him out of the darkness in the middle of the desert. And he said it looked like it had really big fangs, and it looked like a cat. And the fangs were oversized, like really big, like almost like daggers coming out of its mouth. Like a saber tooth? Exactly. And so I was thinking, like, you know, I've gotten a couple other stories of these cats, you know, these like, yeah. And I haven't, I just, I was going to save them up and then kind of do one about it. I don't know what they are, if they're a prehistoric relic that's just managed to survive. One of the stories I got was from somebody who was, you know, this was that happened, it was in the Ozarks. So I'm not going to get into that one, but this cat ran toward him and he was like, oh, you know, shoot yeah except that's not what he said he jumped in the passenger side of his vehicle and was like and this thing ran up like right up to the vehicle where he could see it he got a good look at it said it was like kind of like like a leopard uh, like colored like almost like a leopard mm-hmm. but it was it was big and it had short back legs big long front legs it's a classic smilodon is what i think and he said that as it as it got closer to the vehicle it just sort of sort of faded away like it just disappeared, dissipated. Like it just faded into nothing. That's, and so he was. Boy, he, so it, it,
1: as it was running up and before it actually even touched the vehicle, it, it like. D- yeah, it, it faded
0: away. away. And like it slowed down running. And he said it looked very flesh and blood, but as it got towards him, it just sort of like faded away and and just disappeared. So, you know, I I don't know what that is or what, you know, you know. I don't have a theory about it, but I just thought of something I myself on TV. Do you believe in like, a, I don't know, I don't know if this
1: is true or not, but like time relics, but like certain things are just so ingrained into a certain spot that it just happens, you know, at a certain time where it's uh, that thing will happen over and over again. Like a time loop? Yeah, like a time loop, except for just like a certain area. I mean, because I saw a, t- a show about it or like a thing on, and it was just a really interesting thing I saw. I don't know, you know, if that's something that actually happens or if it was just a fictional thing that they made up and uh, decided it was like a, a theory that they had. But, you know, that sounds like something that, that who knows what that is, but that might be something that it could have been. Like maybe that thing died there and it, it was like chasing or whatever. And it was just running towards that, that right there. And at that moment where it disappeared where it, it died. Maybe it lived, maybe it lived there, you know, yeah, in its life or whatever. Yeah. Or it might have just been, you know, who who knows what it is. It, it, it's such a long stretch of like nothing that is so weird mm-hmm. to see stuff out there, and it just makes you think, like, what? Well, where could it hide? You know, if it was a flesh and blood animal, like where it's nothing but desert out there,
0: and it's not like there's anything for anywhere for it to go. Anyways, I don't mean to. So you know, I, I don't know what that is, but but I, it was near the Mojave National preserve. I know that much. I know that there was like, he was stopped on the side of the road. And I think on one side of the road, if I'm remembering correctly, one side is the preserve is on that side. So if something was going to hide, you know, it it would hide in a place where there are no, there's nobody. Yeah. I mean, you folks at home listening, y'all can give us your feedback, give us your input and what you think. Yeah, and uh, it is because I'm sure you will anyway. But <clears throat> yeah, it's just one of those. I mean, just give us an idea because <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure
1: it's heck stumped as to what it could be. I have no idea. You know, it, it might disappearing cat like that. It just sounds so bizarre. You know, especially if it looks like a saber tooth. Basically, basically is what when you describe it as to me, it was just a cat with big teeth. Well, when
0: it says big teeth, did it mean all of its teeth or just the fangs? The described, um, the story I got was it was like it had dagger-like teeth. Mm. And this guy's an older gentleman. Yeah. Didn't really um, tell me, hey, it looked like a saber-toothed cat. He didn't even say that. He just, the way I took it was that's what it was. And he said it happened to him when he was in his teens. Like he was a young guy. So now he's, you know, yeah. retired, whatever, but... Yeah. And and his son encouraged him to send the story. Oh, so okay. you know, it wasn't like someone that I was hanging out with and they, you know, whatever. that's the story that I got and the information that I get I got from him was yeah. basically like that, yeah. And I, I don't know what it was, <laughs> but I have gotten other stories like that. This isn't the only disappearing cat story I've gotten. I mean, I've gotten stories of cat walking upright, I've gotten stories of cats. I think I know we covered one when, when, about Beaumont, that area in, in, in East Texas, where there was a cat uh, man type creature that was harassing a dude. And, then, and he thinks that you know, of course, it was sicked on him by his father-in-law. But I don't think that's what this is. This this sounds like a, a prehistoric relic. I know that I have talked to people who really believe that that, that these ghost saber tooths are are they're real phenomena. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, people see them all the time. They believe that there's some sort of like ethereal cat because a lot of times people see them. And uh, that's three now that I've heard, or maybe four even that I've heard of. One I read somewhere. Don't don't quote me. It might've been a magazine or something, but then there was another one that there, there are two others that I got that were sent to me. Same area or all around? Uh, not in that area, no. But but this the big cat thing with the, with the disappearing act and all that. It's very addition. It's not uncommon. Let's put it that way. I don't know much about that area as far as like the like I I've driven through there. I've never spent time in that Mojave Desert National whatever. I, I don't. I don't. I just driven through there. Like I said, I don't like. I've never gone and like hung out and camped or or gone to you know, whatever. I know that the desert being what it is that, that in that national preserve right there, there's not going to be people living there. Now there might be, and you know, but of course they're going to get run off by the, the, you know, because there's not supposed to be anybody living there. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's a very desolate area when you're going through there and where he stopped, there wouldn't have been any people. Yeah. I mean, not to mention why would you live out there? Yeah. And so I, I, for me, you know, just, it's, it's a very, uh, it could be a lonely area, especially at night when you're driving through there. And if you stop and you get out, you know, the thing is, I I, I, from what he told me though, it wasn't like, you know, like he had his headlights on, you know? Mm -hmm. And when this thing was coming, he could see it coming out of the darkness and it was in like, it was, he could see it illuminated. You know what I mean? But as it got closer, and he jumped into the passenger side of his vehicle, it, it faded away. As it got closer, you know, and thankfully it did. Could you imagine? Well, the, I, th- I think when he said I, he it came into the to the the, the the lights when he could you know see it, uh-huh. that's when it began to dematerialize. Like as it got closer, and then it just eventually just completely dematerialized. But here is the thing: what if he was able to see it with the lights, and the, but then the lights broke up like, like, yeah, and then it, but it was still there and it was just invisible. And if like, he's like, oh, it's gone. So he gets back out of his car, which would have been stupid. I know he didn't do that, Hopefully. but then, and then it, then it jumps on him because, because here's the thing, invisible stuff, you know, it could still be there. And we know that Yeah, even if it's not, you can't see it with your eyes. I'll, I'll tell you a story folks. Um, when I was working security years ago, this didn't happen in Las Vegas, but it happened uh, right outside of Austin. And I've, I've been wanting to tell this story. I believe I might have told it on Vic's show, but I'm not a hundred percent if I if I told this story to anybody or not. But um, I was I was working security one night at Colorado Crossing. Now, Tony, I don't know if you remember Colorado Crossing. I think you did Brackenridge. Yeah, uh, Brackenridge yeah. is where you saw that girl, that weird woman, or whatever. Yeah. Colorado Crossing was near Del Valley. And I was working security and I would have my windows rolled down and there was a subdivision that was being built. And there were, there were like houses and stuff all around. There were only a couple that were occupied, but just, just two blocks with the two blocks distance, there was an an entire another neighborhood that had been built and it was already had been there for a couple of years. So it wasn't like it was in the middle of nowhere and desolate, but it was near, it's near the Bergstrom Air Force Base. Where, you know, years ago, there was a lot of Bigfoot sightings, things like that. When I was sitting there in my truck one night, it was just an innocuous night. There was nothing special about it. Nothing. It was just, I was just another night working. And I heard footstep, footfall going around my truck. And it sounded like something with claws. Like, you know, and and at first I thought it was four-legged. You know, it's what it sounded like, a dog. But then I thought maybe it was two legs, but I couldn't make it out. And I kept hearing it go around the truck. And I thought, and there's a house that's occupied just maybe like 30, 40 yards from where I was sitting. I and mean, Those people were like, they went to bed early and then they would get up and go to work in the morning. So they were asleep and it was, this was like two in the morning. And I was sitting there, I believe this was about six years ago. And I was sitting there in my truck and I was like, what is that? And I just, it just I just kept hearing it going around my truck and it was like it was circling the truck. Mm-hmm. And then at one point something bumped the truck and I got out of my truck, finally I got out. I just got tired of, you know, and, and I was rolled the windows up, you know, at least most of the way, except for my driver's side window was part way down. Cause it really freaked me out. I really thought something was crawling around underneath the truck and I couldn't see it. And so I started the truck and I moved it and it continued when i moved forward about you know 20 yards and like it was following you like it followed me yeah and here's the weird thing i got out, i finally got got out of the truck i said to heck with this i got out of the truck and i looked all around i didn't see anything but i did see now this is weird i saw like the grass the johnson grass right there going going toward the uh the model home mm-hmm. you know where they had the model home and i saw something part that johnson grass and it looked just like something invisible was going through there so yeah i don't know what that was to this day that was a very weird weird thing nobody else on that side had reported anything weird scorpion worked it well even if they did they wouldn't have seen it yeah anthony worked it he never saw anything thomas worked it nobody nobody ever said hey i saw something weird at colorado crossing it was just me and after that day, I always felt creeped out there. I never was totally comfortable at that place. I always felt like there was something there, but it was obviously you couldn't see it. Yeah, that, that's like the worst thing. Is like, <laughs> yeah, it's invisible. And but yeah. it, it it sounded like heavy footfall with claws. Yeah, you know how dogs sound on yeah, pavement? yeah we're on you know?
1: pavement or like on on wood, our wooden floors when yeah banjo walks around. Well, yeah,
0: when banjo walks around, you can hear the on on the hardwood. That's that's how it sounded to me. But it sounded like on pavement, you know, mm-hmm. and padded football. Like it sounded canine. It had to be
1: because uh, feline, yeah. you wouldn't hear the football.
0: No, you hear it the was claws. it was very canine like, and, and I could hear the, cl- the claws. And so <clears throat> that freaked me out. And I, I, in my mind, I'm going like invisible dog, man. I don't know. But that leads <laughs> us into our next story. Now, this one happened right outside of the ho- Holler and Springs area. Mm. going into Las Vegas. Now, I say Las Vegas because it's going toward Las Vegas. Yeah, so this, area. this person was on his way to gamble and blow his uh, kid's college money, as they say. <laughs> and so he was on his way, him and his wife. They were having a weekend getaway. They lived in California, I think in Bakersfield or something like that. I think it was Bakersfield. And they were going, They or maybe it wasn't Bakersfield. I don't know. It was somewhere in, in, in California. The the the, the 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 cities get mixed up. But anyway, he was. it happened near Holleran Springs area. Now, there again, it's near the Mojave Desert area on the way to Las Vegas. And they had a very weird thing happen to them. And I think I've talked about this one before too, but I'm not 100%. But they saw what looked like a very large wolf on, on all fours run across the road. And then when it got to the end, got got to the other side of the highway in front of them, uh, it, it went up on two legs and then kind of jumped and, and like, like at the last moment it got up on two legs and then jumped right out of the way of their car. they, tur- they turn they around, they look back, the wife looked back and she sees a second one running behind it much larger than the first one. First one that they said that was probably when it stood up was probably about seven foot tall. But this other one was even bigger. Was it on two feet or was it on fours? Uh, yeah, it, that, that second one they said was like on, on all fours, and it did the same thing, and it got up on two feet and then back down on all fours. Did, it, did they hear anything? Uh, no, they were driving. No. So, they, they so were, it was a very short encounter, but yeah. they saw it, you know. They, and, and I was just going to throw that one out there because it's, it's on the way to Vegas, and that's, what was, you know, that's where they were headed. Don't know what that was <laughs> unless you say, hey, it was a dog man. Because they'd reported it as being timber wolf lookish looking mm-hmm. and grey, grayish brown, big wolf heads look like wolves. I mean, that's all you can think of is a dog man because that's what Are there know. even wolves out there? Um, that's a good question. I d I don't know of any wolves out there. I mean, I'm sure that there's probably some red wolves lurking around out there somewhere, but to I mean, be that size, yeah. you know, to be that big, I don't I don't believe that there would be something that big out there. You'd have to have a really good diet to be out there, and be, yeah. To be that,
1: and what kind you of know, big game can that can they eat out there?
0: So I mean, th- th- that would be an insane sized wolf to be living mm-hmm. out there. Well, there's always been rumors that that area is has underground whatever you know yeah. that there's places things that can go underground. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't want to say a hundred percent, but I wouldn't say that it would be a dog man. More, more, more could be a skinwalker. I don't know. That would be my opinion, but I don't, I don't want to say that because i don't know 100%, mm-hmm. you know the other thing that happened was another one out out near prim no this one's pretty this one's pretty crazy this guy was driving along the highway going into las vegas and he picked up well he, he was driving along the road and he saw a female on the side of the road very attractive and she was hitchhiking and according to him he was like, you know, went to pick her up. He normally didn't pick up hitchhikers, but she was a girl in the middle of the night. And it was. She, it looked like, you know, somebody was going to pick her up. And he would rather him pick her up than somebody that was had a, a, a deviant, yeah, yeah, according to this guy. So he goes and he he stops. He, he He doubles back, goes back around, picks her up. She gets in the vehicle. He said that she was very beautiful. She looked like she was in her early 20s, had red hair or reddish brown hair said that she was very pretty, and he said that uh, when she got in the vehicle, she had a weird smell about her, like an earthy smell, mm-hmm. kind of a musty, earthy smell, like she'd been in the dirt or something. It was very weird. <laughs> now, this story is really weird. He says that they started talking, and she gave uh, him a name. That that it was like it, she had a sort of an accent, like an Eastern European accent. He said that he gave her a name and he goes, and for the life of me, I can't even remember it. He's like, I can't remember what it was. It was like it started with an A or something and it was weird and I can't even pronounce it, you know. And he said that, that her, she said that her family were immigrants from uh, Europe. And as they're driving down the road, she, she starts to uh, moving her legs around saying she has to use the bathroom really bad. And he said that they had only been driving for about 15 minutes and she's like, can you pull over? Can you pull over so I can use the bathroom? And so he says, okay. So he pulls over and she's like, do you mind, you don't mind if I get out and I you whatever, squat, you know, whatever. And he's like, go ahead. I won't look, you know, I'm going to be a gentleman, whatever. And she's like, oh, that's cool. But she kept reaching over and like kind of touching his arm and being flirtatious and stuff. And he, he didn't know what the deal was with her. Was she a prostitute or what, what was her deal? You know, Did, he, did she even explain why she was out there. Uh, yeah. Well, she said that, that she was just trying to get from Los Angeles to uh, Las Vegas and she had been hitchhiking. Mm. This, this, he said, was in the early 90s when this happened. No, I mean, it's not unheard of. Yeah, it's not unheard of. And so he was just, but that, that desert, you know, is just, that's a forbidding, for, for foreboding place, I guess. Mm. And so he pulls off the side of the road, and this is where things get really weird. After he pulls off the side of the road, she turns to him and tells him, I'm hungry. And he's like, okay, well, I don't really have anything to eat. He goes, I have like a banana and like a, and as he's reaching back to his backpack to to see what he can get, she grabs his arm and bites, like sinks her teeth into his arm. Like bites him. Yeah, Yeah. And he pulls back. And when he, when he does, there's like a, uh, like a visible puncture marks, whatever. He looks up and according to him, this woman's mouth was full of teeth and it had completely changed from the beautiful young girl to this weird looking malevolent thing where the nose was like kind of joined with the top lip and the teeth it was like just just like venom like it had the teeth like venom yeah yeah and he said that that when he was was told by someone to check out my show that i had posted on one of the groups one of the supernatural groups And that he listened to the vampire show and for years he wondered what it was. And now he, when he listened to that show, that's what made him think that's, you know, this could be what it was. Well, he starts to like, like she jumps on him and he starts to struggle with her, but she was overpowering him and she was probably half his size. He said he probably weighed about 220 at that time. He was fit, you know, Mm -hmm. said he was ex-military, whatever. He started to kick her, like to get him, to get her off of him. And he kicked her so hard that that he that she the door opened like the the passenger door opened, yeah. and she just lunged back in at him and started going at him again and was clawing him up and and he saw these weird looking nasty like nails that looked like like the way he described it I can't remember the way he said like claws but the, he he used a word I can't remember but he said that the that the nails were like hooked almost like for grabbing you know and then he had like a a sweater on or whatever and she had like torn it like, like, pull, like talons? It. Yeah, talons. There you go. I was trying to think of the word. And she pulled it, you know, like like talons and they hooked into his sweater and were pulling. And then she was dragging him out of the vehicle. And then and then in the last ditch effort to keep from being dragged out into the desert, he grabbed the passenger door, I mean the passenger seat and just held on for dear life and, and it ended up like wrenching his uh right arm, his shoulder. Mm-hmm and she had pulled off one of his shoes <clears throat> and he was, he was being drug out. He thought I'm going to die. This woman creature thing, whatever she is, is going to kill me and she's going to eat me, whatever. And, uh, he fully thought that she was trying to eat him. And oh, yeah. he said that the oh, yeah. skin was gray and became kind of scaly, but not totally like a lizard, you know, but it just looked like, like really old skin mm-hmm. leathery, leathery. Yeah. I guess you could say, I'm trying to think of the way he described it. It's hard to, it's hard to like put put the the words into it. Whatever, um, like drive, the imp- the impression yeah. that I got was that it was like somebody who had instantly turned into another creature that was much older than, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like that's what the impression that I got. What he and was that's try- what I'm thinking of. Like, like very dry, yeah. older skin. That's yeah, very old, leathery, old, But, but I can't remember the exact words he used or whatever. But anyway, it's been a long time since I've spoken. You know, not a long time, but months. And so, the the, the guy was being pulled out of the vehicle and his, his, uh, pant was coming off, you know, I mean like this guy was hanging on and at this point, you know, she went to, uh, like literally just grabbed him by his private parts, Oof. you know, to and he was like holding her hand, trying to keep her from squeezing in that area, whatever. And he kept the, the whole time she kept shrieking. Like it was like this weird, uh, shrieking noise. It sounded almost like a bird. Mixed with, like, like a, like, I guess a, the, the only thing I could think of, like, if you took a, because uh, he said it was making a, a whistling noise, like, and he couldn't describe how it was, like a, a turkey call or a, or a deer call, you know, you use the whistle or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say, because he said it sounded like a cross between a bird and a cat. So I was trying to think of a way to reproduce that noise that she was making, but I mean, I just couldn't figure it out. But It's inhuman, so I
1: don't know. Yeah, it's, it's more,
0: sort of inhuman. And he said that it was like just screeching and he was like screaming and pleading with it and whatever. And he said that the eyes were, had, reddened, had reddened. They were completely black. There was no mm. like, uh, you couldn't see any white in the eyes. It was mm. just completely black. It was red. And like the I middle was say. red. Yeah, yeah, in the middle. And he said that this thing had like this weird tongue that it was, that it was flicking out back and forth, coming out, you know, the tongue he said was uh, black. And so, I know it was just very, you know, and it was a very, very creepy uh, story, very creepy encounter. So, you know, what he claims happened was he was not a religious person. He was not a believer in, in Christ or God, but at that moment he began to pray and he began to scream and he was like, Jesus Christ save me. This is what he claims and he said that he's like you know if if you know if you're there mm-hmm. help me and he said that this thing just kind of backed up and whether it was a coincidence or it was actually his prayers or this thing just got tired or maybe the prayers made it get tired or whatever he said it just got tired of like it's like it just got tired and let go and it like stopped for a minute and was just kind of like like looking at him and then it got down on all fours and kind of crawled around to the front of the vehicle and then he closed the door of the passenger side and got into the, to the driver's side. And at that point it popped up on the driver's side and began to open that door. And as he, luckily he, the, the, the engine was still going, he just like floored it and he almost ran off the road. He said he almost wrecked going off the road and he got back on the road. And he said that right when he started to get back on the road an 18 wheeler was going by and he almost got hit by the 18 wheeler and it was like honking at him, whatever, and he said that this thing had like gone back down into like the ditch, and it then it, then it like was gone. Like he didn't see it, and uh, so he drove off. But he could hear this shrieking noise, you know, because the window on the 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 passenger side was like just a little bit part way down. Mm-hmm. So you could still hear it, yeah, so he could hear it shrieking, like and it just he said Obviously it was annoyed terrifying like uh, incident, you know, like I just you know, yeah, I mean, he tries to be a good guy,
1: you know, give this lady a ride, and she ends up being some kind of vampire witch, some niche. sort of demon
0: witch, <laughs> vampire, he uh, tries to eat him
1: like, holy yeah, cool. and he
0: said that, that that in his life that was the uh, the only weird thing that's ever happened to him, but that was a doozy, so. and that's definitely the weirdest as to guess, I mean, come on, <laughs> doesn't get much worse than that, I yeah. mean. So anyways, I hope I told the story as best, you know, because, uh, when I spoke to this guy, it's been months since I talked to him and I was trying to relay it as best I could because of the way that he was explaining it to me. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I was on post when I was talking to him and I didn't, I couldn't record what he was saying, but yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know what that was. And thank you, sir, for sending me that story. But that was a very creepy one. That one was pretty disturbing. I don't know what I would do if it was me. Probably use my Herculean strength to throw it into the atmosphere, and then just drive off. I would uh, <laughs> use my special form, curl
1: into ball fetus, and roll around away from it.
0: Oh! Um, <laughs> and hope that uh, maybe Banjo could uh, bite its ankles and try to yeah, yeah sacrifice himself.
1: Here, take him, and you thought I really I don't think I would ever sacrifice Banjo to be honest. <sighs>
0: I hope not. Look at yeah, this guy. I, I think I'll take I the
1: hit. Do you hear <laughs> that, Anthony? Him. What a good guy. He don't think he would ever sacrifice a uh-huh. pitch. I thought it over before, and I was like, oh, eh, my
0: gosh. It's not really me for me. I don't, I don't, I'm don't. i not for it. He's the first line of defense. He's just throw your little snack-sized mm-hmm. dog. No. Uh-huh. Oh, man, that's but terrible. That's,
1: I mean, what couldn't you do? I mean, I bet you that's the last time he's ever picked anyone up off the road. He,
0: yeah. It well, makes you... And sir, I'm going to say this, and and this is no knock on you, but you know what people are going to think. They may think that he tried to attack some girl and she whooped his butt. <laughs> that's probably that is not. I'm not saying that that's what happened. I'm saying that's what people are going to. Some people are going to think maybe it was just some girl. Yeah, he just, and then he made up some story to his friends that hey, I got beat up, but it was it was a and and, and I'm not mocking him or making fun of him. I'm just saying that that's what people are going to think. But you know, when I talk to this individual, folks. It was serious business. Like he talked, like this. This really happened to him. It really scared him. He was a young guy when it happened. You know, he was like in his twenties, and you know now, you know he's in his late forties, whatever. Yeah, you got to wonder. I mean, like I don't know. Did he uh, did the bite or like did anything scar up or? Yeah, I asked him about that. He said it healed up. You know, pretty pretty nicely. Just looks like he's got a little uh, missing two two puncture marks that are kind of faded. Because there were two prominent fangs, according to him, <clears throat> that were sticking out in the front, and he said that. But there, everything in the mouth was jagged little teeth, mm-hmm. and it looked like the the the, the face more everything morphed. Kind of reminds you, like like when we did the vampire story. Now I've had this vampire story for a while, and I wanted to to throw it in there, but we didn't. We ran out of time. And then I thought I have all these different stories going into the the Las Vegas area and the desert and all that, and we'll just put it all together in one big uh, Las Vegas paranormal potluck. I don't know what that was. I can't tell you what that was. I have no idea. I mean, it sounds like a vampire, but- Some sort of vampire. I mean, obviously, I don't don't know. I mean- I think it's harder for people, too, to talk about those encounters, whereas like Dogman has really taken off, and people, they're more comfortable talking about, hey, I saw this dog on two legs, whatever. I went to the AT&T store Uh to get my wife's phone replaced, because they're not going to be supporting the- uh, because it's an Apple- and I'm be supporting that type of phone anymore. So we had to go in there and get her another iPhone and she got her a pretty nice one, you know? And, but I mean, she actually didn't really want it. She wanted to keep the one she had, but we ended up going in there and she's kind of like not really sold on the 5G thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not either. Yeah. Well, you know, so she, she wasn't really happy about it, but the guys that worked there were really nice and they were really cool. And so Jose and Eric, these two guys, really nice guys, gentlemen that helped us out. And, One of them just subscribed to my channel, you know, and said that he would, he would listen to whatever. And and he sent me a story, not recently, but, but he also told me a story when we were in there and we were talking about, cause we looked up on this iPad, we looked up iTunes Mm -hmm. and we typed in paranormal and paranormal roundtable popped right up on iTunes. And so we got some pretty good reviews on there too, by the way. But this guy was t- was looking at it, and then I told him about my show, and I told him that it started out when I was on Dogman Encounters, and, and then just kind of went from there. And uh, he said, just point blank, he's like, my grandmother, or he said my mother, when she was in Mexico, saw this thing, saw a thing that looked like a wolf on two legs. And so one day I'll, I'll get into that. But, the, you know, it's so prominent. Yeah, the people just like you can go to the H E B. That's our local grocery store here, folks. From in Texas, yeah, are, from I mean, Texas. We, we know. But H uh, E, you can go to the H E B. grocery store. You can go to the Whole Foods, and you know, and just be in the the you know. Yeah, it seems like the it's vegetables and be be picking out a vegetable and talk yeah. to somebody, and they think, oh yeah, I've seen Bigfoot. It's very prominent, it's very, yeah. It's very, like, it seems uh, like
1: it's easier for that to get uh, make when, like a ghost or even you know, dog man, dog man, is getting to
0: where it's not as taboo. If people yeah. talk about it, or are not as crazy. I saw a werewolf, people like, yo, really? You I mean, know, you 15 20 it, years ago,
1: you know, they don't like give you this ridicule look, like they're just you know, eyes glossed over, like they're not even paying attention to you anymore. Yeah. I mean, because I've seen it before, but I mean, it seems like it's happening a lot less. But like
0: you said, this, this yeah this subject I remember like uh I think Linda Godfrey in one of her books saying that people don't see vampires but they see werewolves. well, that's you know because then but the 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 whole dogman thing has taken off more people are talk about it. I've heard stories of vampires since I was like you know young, yeah, not around my hometown, my hometown is very much a stronghold for for werewolves. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And you know that, but yeah, yeah, but now it's, 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 I've, I've heard a lot of stories like when Zane was over in in New Orleans, that's my, my brother's son. Yeah, definitely. New Orleans, definitely. Yeah. And we've heard stories, El Paso, and we've heard stories out of, well, now this one, you know, Mm -hmm. um, that's the only one I got, uh, in that area, if you want to classify it as a vampire, I don't know what that is. Now, I don't know what these things are. I don't want to say they're vampires, but that's the closest thing I can come to saying what they are is a vampiric type entity. It wants to drink blood or or eat you. I don't know what, but, you know. Because it's weird that it it bit him, you know. Yeah. But
1: like... if it had all those teeth, it would have definitely, like, that seems like something that would tear, you know? Mm-hmm. But when it first bit him, it, it left only the two puncture marks. Yeah,
0: he, well, that, according to him, that's all it got. Like, when it went went down and he looked and his arm was behind the seat, it went to, it bit him. It just kind of grazed over the top of his arm, you know, and it, it, it uh, yeah. But it left two marks, mm-hmm. you know, like, it, it caught his arm and he pulled back really quick and was like, what the heck? because it was just like it was he was in shock you know because he said that he saw her head go toward his arm and he thought what is she doing and like and just like didn't react and then it's like boom and then you know he pulled his his arm back and it was bleeding that's when everything changed (laughs) and you know i guess it's 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 good in that uh they stopped because if if it would have attacked him while they were driving and would have probably just wrecked and he would have died and
1: that's probably why it asked to stop though, because yeah. it probably could, it could probably get hurt, so, in so, a car so that's crash. what
0: I was thinking. This thing must be not be, and that's a good point that I wanted to bring up, folks, is that this thing must not be a completely supernatural creature. I mean it is able to do things that humans can't do, obviously, mm-hmm. but it it isn't if it's asking to stop because if it was just some sort of supernatural being, ethereal being that could manifest itself physically and then go back to being a spirit, which I think some of these things are, then it would not have needed to stop.
1: Yeah, because I mean, to the do only, what it was doing.
0: Yeah, the only reason why you would need to
1: stop is that you're worried you're gonna crash. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, a slight turn of the wheel and the car could flip, and then all of a sudden you could get hurt also. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean that that's the only thing I can think of is like yeah, I need to stop so to make sure that it could attack you in a very confined space, mm-hmm. very closed
0: off space at a standstill. It wasn't I- very big either. He said it was like five six or five five, something like that. Here's another theory I'm gonna throw out there we could postulate on rake what if it's a rake what if the rake is a shapeshifter now folks i got a bunch of rake stories they've poured in since i've talked about it and you know who knows man i mean this thing could have been a rake you know uh maybe it's a mimic a shapeshifter rake type you know i I don't know i mean yeah um, i mean
1: i i'm not as familiar with the rake i mean i've seen images of it when we did uh we talked to uh to uh, whoever about the show, or uh, you're talking about Ernest? Yeah, uh, yeah. When we talked, he's to him. one of the interviews we did. Yeah. So I mean, I, I looked up some stuff about it, but um,
0: y- yeah. And he didn't call it a rake either. Yeah, we we told him we told him that that's what it looked like. I mean, and since then we've talked to what two or three people who have said rake. Yeah, know, but not, but not because that's all they can. Well, describe even you it didn't as. know. I yeah, mean, I didn't know makes, what it was yeah. until I was like, I did some research on it. You know, uh, several months back, and and I. Kind of came to the conclusion that that's what they're talking about. Because I don't like to preface a story with, this was a gargoyle. This was a dogman. This was a rake. This was a vampire. Because I don't know what these things are. I'm yeah. just going by putting them in a category of description. Yeah, And then I pull the threads and I go back and I look. And lo and behold that's where it's at, you know. Wow, that's it is. Wolf, I can't
1: believe you're profiling these animals, well, or
0: these creatures. Folks, I'll tell you another one. I I'm going to do a show about flying humanoids pretty soon, and so I don't want to give this one into I don't want to give this one away, but it's it was their perump and it was a flying humanoid that that very, very brief encounter though, and 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 but I'll I'll probably go back over it when I go through the the flying humanoids. It went over the top of someone's vehicle. Mhm and they heard something scrape along the top of the vehicle they saw what looked like a grayish being very mothman looking type being um had big red eyes and like no head the way they described like it didn't have a head and when they pulled off to the when they pulled into the uh the the place where they were headed they pulled off and perump and they got out they looked and it was like there were claw marks over the top of the, of the vehicle, and they said it happened very quickly. Maybe I'll revisit that one just just to try to because I'm going to use it as a to to give it forget what you what the words are whenever you're talking about another creature and you're using a uh, reference. Yeah, reference uh, to kind of yeah. My mind's not working today, but th- that that's one thing that was weird is that that I had another encounter that was in another part of the country that was very similar to that. Like this thing grazed over the top of their vehicle sounds very mothman-ish, you know. Mm-hmm. This wasn't like in Las Vegas, but it was in the area around Las Vegas. And now here's the here's the last story I'm going to tell and it's pretty brief, but it's uh happened in Las Vegas. I don't the hotel is still there, it's on the strip. So I don't really want to say it like the name of the hotel because I don't know what kind of trouble I could get into by mm-hmm. talking about. So this very much looked sounded like a Mothman type uh, creature too. And it was very, it was it may it made you know, go back and reference to that the Pahrump, uh, incident. This story was given to me, this kid, the guy said he was 12 years old and they were staying in a hotel and the kid's stuff had all ended or whatever. So he went up into the hotel into, into the tower or whatever. And his parents were down there spending all the Christmas money. And he literally <laughs> joking. I'm not joking. He literally told me, he goes, dude, I don't know. It was like in November. And he goes, and we had a very crappy Christmas. Oh, and he goes, well, I remember driving home and my dad being angry. Yeah, he said that we lived in Arizona and my dad was like on that trip home. My dad was like angry. And he said all the way back to Phoenix, like his dad was complaining and like very crotchety. And his mom saying stuff like, well, that's not my fault. You're the one that blew the money. And then Christmas came and it wasn't very good. And he was like, oh, you know, looking back on it years later, he's like, they gambled. Yeah, they gambled it. And, uh, he said that it was a fun trip for the most part, but then that was not fun. But he said that him and his uh, little sister and his, and it was his older cousin were with him and his aunt, but the aunt and the, the parents were downstairs gambling and they were up in the tower. And his cousin says, What is that? And they look out the window and they see this thing swooping back and forth over the night sky. And that it swooped right by their window of the hotel and it turned like sideways to where they could see the full body profile of it. And he said that it looked like a fuzzball. This is the best way he could describe it with bat wings and two big red eyes at the top of the head. But there was no head, like you couldn't really see a head. Like it was like the body was part of the head. Like it was, yeah. which also sounds like a mothman, very strange. And and he said that he saw little weird looking legs. They were kind of curled up underneath the body. And then he said that eventually it flew kind of off into the distance and landed on the top of another building. And then it was gone. Huh. So what? How, how high up are they? I think he said that they were like, you know, if he, but of course this is a kid's memory, you yeah, know, but he is. said that he if, he, if he was, if he remembers correctly, they were like 15 stories up, mm. something like that. Exactly. You know, he don't remember exactly. Cause this happened when he was a little kid and he's in his thirties now. But I mean, you know, you're sitting there going like, what is that? You know, what, what is that? And that happened in, in Las Vegas, you know, Did you just describe the color or anything else. Yeah. It was gray, gray, okay. grayish black. And he said that it went right by the window. And that he said that whenever, like, he he thought that other people would have seen it, you know, whatever, but there was nobody that talked about it. Nobody said anything, you know. Well,
1: Gray is black, if you're looking from down. Camouflage, from, yeah, you know.
0: It's, it's great chemo-
1: camouflage. Mm-hmm. And you would have to be, like you said, facing it directly to be able to see it yeah. on like that. He said
0: that it looked like two red dots floating out in the, in the, in the night. And that's what he put, draw, draw his attention to, but it was the eyes. Yeah. That, that's what I think. It was the eyes. The, the, that was the eyes until it got by the window. Then he was like, oh, that has to be what it was. You know, and so, I mean, but I immediately, when he said two red dots flying around, I thought, oh, man, this could be a Mothman type creature. And folks, I'm not saying it was Mothman or a Mothman. I'm just saying that that's what it sounds like. No. Um,
1: well, I am. It's definitely a Mothman. Definitely, definitely a Mothman. I, I'm going to go ahead and put my stamp of approval on Mothman on this one. I'm going to call it
0: Butterfly Man just to be different. But, folks, that's all the time we have for tonight, For tonight, and I uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Um, Thanks sorry for Sorry that my us. brain was not working completely like is is you know.
1: Yeah, we were a bit slow today. I could feel it. Yeah, I mean, it was, we sluggish. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I, I still thought we did okay. I thought it was a pretty good show. Well,
0: you're patting yourself on the back, and you don't even know. Wait till we get the blistering comments on YouTube. I'm not going to look at them on this <laughs> show. I'm not going to be honest. People going, uh, I wish Shaw was there. Not that guy, Tony. We haven't actually had any of those yet, but yeah. folks, feel free to criticize if you would like. Uh, uh, Tony, if you criticize me, I will show up at your house. Man, that's what's going to happen. Yeah,
1: criticize me so I can feel better about myself.
0: And then I will take your small SUV and throw it into the atmosphere.
1: It makes me feel good that you guys care so much to talk about me in a bad way.
0: Yeah. He needs it. I do. He feeds on it like the weird creature out in the desert. The more, the more Exactly. The moral to the story is, folks, if you're out in the desert near Nevada or in Las Vegas or outside of Las Vegas, don't stop for hitchhikers. Don't stop to use the bathroom. Don't stop. Yeah, just Period. keep going. I mean,
1: it seems like that's what happens is like if as soon as you stop something, happens.
0: Mm-hmm. And then when you get into Las Vegas, then you will probably be attacked by a mothman or a ghost.
1: Yeah, but at least you're in Las Vegas. It's better than, you know, <laughs>
0: being be killed out in the middle of nowhere, right? That's hey, like- <laughs> quick pro tip. If you're going through the the desert, just take a bottle with you. Exactly. Don't even stop, man. Yeah. Don't even stop. You see a pretty uh, hitchhiker, don't stop. Well, that's all the time we have for tonight. I'll see you guys later. PRT out.